time the 49ers rush podcast And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys. It's Thursday. This is episode 966 of the 49ers Rush Podcast. So I wanted to, today's a bonus day. I'm excited about this. Very, very excited about this because we have our flagship program that's coming um, Friday, Saturday, probably going to be Friday afternoon. Um, this is bonus time. And so compiled a lot of you know questions, comments, topics that I just wanted to cover that I knew I couldn't fit into our flagship show, the predictions and all that stuff. Plus, I want to get to your questions. I, I just feel like we need to embrace as much as possible talking about the 49ers and this Cardinals matchup because you know the title of the show, the 49ers got a chance to separate themselves. This opportunity that they have before them it's rare. When was the last time we were here? You got to go back to 2019. Before that, you got to go back pretty far, way before that. Like the Niners are in a very weird, wonderful space as far as the NFL landscape goes. Complete control of your own destiny. Another divisional game, uh, you know, on the horizon right here. This is huge. You know, obviously the Cowboys next week is huge and we'll spend our time. We're going to dissect that. But this opportunity right now for the 49ers, it's monstrous. And not that the Cardinals are a quote-unquote difficult matchup, and we'll get into all that, but I don't give a damn really who the opposing team for the 49ers, are, like who that's going to be. The Niners are the 49ers, and here's what I mean by that. That's a stupid statement, I understand. If the Niners do what the Niners do, you win the game. I don't care who lines up against you or who's in uniform. That's irrelevant. The 49ers have a superior team and superior coaching staff than I would argue pretty much every damn team in the NFL. And if you're going to beat the 49ers when the 49ers are at their best, well, then you deserve it. The Niners have to do the best they can to get out of their own way. Stay true to who you are. You do what you do. Cut down on the penalties and the turnovers. I'll take the Niners head up against anybody in the NFL. I don't give a damn who it is. Shout out to the Countdown Crew, hashtag CC. What's up, Yatsik? What's up, Mosquito Killer? We got Matthew in the house. I freaking love it. Uh, this is incredible. Uh, train wreck. We got Oscar, Big Papa, my man. He says, Sunday's going to be a blast. If you came out to our party last week, you saw the man Big Papa on the grill. Uh, we're going to be having an absolute tear. We just got through discussing menu. We're doing bacon cheeseburger uh with guacamole we got dogs in case you don't want that we've got all the drinks house margaritas we've got premium alcohol come to a tequila shot with your man jameson's your thing we got you we got mixed drinks we got it all covered we're gonna have a dj in-house spinning on the freaking beats i think that's what the kids say um competitions giveaways trivia my man josh working on the trivia we have built the community has built a pretty solid production whenever it comes to throwing these tailgates and parties and just bringing people together. And again, let me just stress this. It's ladies weekend. 
Um, and so if you want to come out to the tailgate, man, all you got to do is email me. So if you want to get your tickets, go to 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. That's up. We're going to start the party. We'll be ready to serve drinks, food, everything. Probably about 10, 15. I put 10, 30 on the flyer just so we have a little extra time to get set up. But we'll be ready to go. So come out there. Get your tickets. If you are a female, we want to support you and get you to represent more. Shout out to the sister Vicky who's going to be doing check-in. Uh, this was her idea, not mine. All you got to do is email me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. You're paying half off this week. Half off. Now, if you are one of those people that likes to wait to get your tailgate tickets, that's cool. I get that. Probably going to be raising tickets just a little bit as we get closer to the event because I've already bought all the alcohol, uh, got most of the food, going to go keep getting that. It just makes it easier the more we know who's coming out. So uh, try not to wait on that if you do not mind. So if you want tickets, head over there, get your tickets. It helps us big time. Um, what's up, Josh? Speaking of the devil, all the hashtag CCs, man. And hey, man, I got to say this too. We just hit 10,000 over on Instagram. Shout out to Eric Meisner who's running that page. He's killing it doing an incredible job we got a lot of stuff going on you know we we're just trying to constantly bring people together positive community vibes that's what we want what's up phil how we doing man bonus days are awesome what's up kevin he says three and oh bang bang niner game man the chat is a popping today now i put up a comment or a poll the question was this who should lead the 49ers in passing targets versus the cardinals gave the clear four uh you know, clear-cut answers. I you Debo Kittle CMC. So if you haven't voted on that, go ahead and go up there. We'll talk about the results here in a little while. We're already at 43 votes. We just started. Um, and if you're watching after the live show ended, or if you're listening um and just downloading this podcast, I'll update you on those numbers because I want to see what y'all think. Uh, I, I want to see what you guys got going on. And that's what's up. Oh, DJ Super Mario. That's what I'm talking about. He says, let's go. I'll be there at the tailgate this Sunday. My man, I'm excited, dude. Um, <laughs> he says, yep, I'll be spinning. We got DJ Super coming out, man. He came out last week. The family was incredible. I'm excited. We're all about, we're like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, where we just we just keep bringing people into the fold, man. And if you want to be a part of something, again, I've said this in the past, Never allow finances to be something that stops you from coming to participate. If you can't afford the ticket, reach out to me. We'll find a way. Come help us set up. Help us tear down. Help the community grow. I'll bite the bullet on the cost for all that stuff. Don't worry about that. Um, anyway, reach out to me. 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. We will find a way for people to get together. Uh, finances will never be a hindrance. Uh, I'll foot the bill on that stuff. That's okay. Um, right here, Josh, he says, where do I find your bets of the week? Um, yeah, I just posted our Thursday night teaser. Uh, it's a three team teaser bet. Uh, you go to the 49ersrush.com or, um, what's it called? Or you can go to our Patreon page. Just type in 49ers Patreon. Both the links are in the description of this video podcast, wherever those things are there. Um, so I'll just tell you my three team teaser that we're doing over on my bookie right now. I'm excited about this one. Um, it's a three-team plus 10 teaser, okay? Uh, this is bonus. We'll do our whole bets of the week over there. I posted this over there as well. But our full bets of the week, once all those are released, that'll be Friday, Saturday. We'll get that up there. Three-team plus 10 teaser. So to win, you all three of these have to happen. I'm taking the Packers over the Lions. Packers are plus two. They're at home. I think they're more complete team. We're two and three betting against the Lions so far this year. Um 
so we'll have to see now again. Somebody's like, wait a second, aren't the Lions two and one? Yeah, but we're betting against the spread and we're taking the points and all that stuff. So if the Packers lose to the Lions, we still get paid. Packers just can't lose by more than 12. We're taking 49ers versus the cards. The 10 points goes off of the spread. So 49ers just have to win by more than four points against the Cardinals. And then we're taking the Chiefs over the Jets. I hate betting the Chiefs just because I hate the Chiefs, but they just got to beat the Jets by 0.5 points. So as long as it's not a tie and the Chiefs win, we get paid. So it makes the Thursday night games a little bit more fun. Uh, but yeah, we're taking Packers plus 12. Plus 12 versus the Lions. And again, if you're on the 49ersrush.com, you just hit all courses. You'll see the betting tag, the film tab, the breakdown tab, all that stuff. That's where you're going to find that. If you have any issues, just reach out to me. All right, let's jump in now. Let's talk playoffs after week three playoffs. Uh, let's talk playoff seedings. I think everybody likes to talk power rankings, and I think that there's a place for that. But the NFC standings after three weeks is interesting. You know, seven teams get into the playoffs. Currently, the 49ers are in first place. They would be the one seed today, even though there's two undefeated teams. You got the Eagles, then the 49ers. It gets into conference, then divisional record, then you know, you've got all this other, you know, similar opponents, win-loss percentage, uh, whatever, whatever, whatever. But because the Niners have won more divisional games, currently they're sitting at number one. They would get the first round by Philadelphia. They're at two. Then Falcons three, Green Bay four. Those are your four division winners. Seattle gets in with a two and one record. Detroit gets in and the Cowboys would be the seventh seed. Now, there are three other two-and-one teams that would be out of the hunt. Washington, New Orleans, Tampa Bay. And then you get down to your one-and-two teams like the Rams, Giants, and the Cardinals, who we play this week. I, I do think that, again, the title of this show, the chance to separate themselves. Not only could the 49ers be the first team to be 3-0 and in the conference, they could also be the first team to be 2-0 and in their own division. Nobody in the NFC has done that. Nobody in the NFC West has done that. You win this game versus the Cardinals, you already have a win against the Rams, and then you would have a, rent, a win against the Cardinals, 2-0. Going into this game, the 49ers are 8-0 against the NFC West. Their last eight games, they've won all eight of them. You got to go all the way back to the NFC Championship game for them to have a loss versus this division. That hurts. I didn't even like saying it, but it's what it is. So the opportunity to get there is huge. It's huge. Uh, Cardinals, here's what's weird. They haven't even played a divisional game yet. All three of their first games were against NFC East opponents. <laughs> They've run through the gamut. They, they played uh, the Giants, the Commanders, and the Cowboys. Not in that order. This is their first divisional game. So for the Cardinals, who are one and two, if I'm coaching the Cardinals, I'm telling them, guys, everything we want, every goal we set, it's still on the horizon. But make no mistake, this conference goes through Santa Clara. If you want all those goals that you set as the Cardinals, this week's huge. Yeah, the Cowboys win was great, and we all freaking loved it. But this, this game's huge. Divisional games are everything, and it doesn't matter who you get. Yeah, I pegged the Cardinals to suck this year. They're one and two, so they're on pace. <laughs> but they do have a very quality win. Beating the Cowboys at home, uh, well, it was in Glendale, Arizona. Uh, it was home for them. So I, I think that's huge. This game, you separate everything. You win this game, 
The 49ers are 2-0 in the division, 4-0 total. You're building a buffer to have lapses because every team will. Where the 49ers go 17-0, I do not believe so. There will be a game where the ball bounces not your way, where some of those 50-50 balls don't go your way and end up as interceptions, penalties go against you, block kicks, miss snaps. Those things are going to happen in the NFL. 17 chances, 17 games. Sometimes the ball don't go your way. So far, that hasn't mattered because the Niners have blown everybody out. There's going to be close games. There's going to be close games. Technically, the Niners haven't played one game within one position or one possession, sorry, um, besides the Rams game when they had to kick a field goal down 10 as the time expired because, you know, they're trying to cover the spread. So Niners have handled their business. They just got to continue to do so. Um Let's see here. Right here. Computer enthusiast says NFL should reward players and teams with money for breaking records and being the best each month. Uh, they kind of do that. They're, they're, they're moving towards a little bit more. It's going to be called the Brock Purdy rule because you get sl uh, slated to your pay is scheduled based on where you're drafted for the first four years. Brock Purdy's making like 900 grand, which 900 grand is awesome. But compared to other NFL players, that's ridiculous. Now, he gets bumped up because they do a rookie incentive pay structure. The NFL does, and he was at the tops last year. He'll be at the tops again this year. Um, so, yeah, they, I agree with you. They, they should add some of that stuff. David, he says, John, any idea how I can listen to the 49ers radio broadcast as an international listener? Sick of listening to Sanchez and Moose Johnson root for the other team. I absolutely love Sanchez, but I agree with you. I think Sanchez turned into one of my favorite announcers. I might be in the minority there. I think he does a pretty damn good job. Uh, but I'm with you. I, I can't stand Moose Johnson. Can't stand half the announcers. So um, KNBR app is, is a good way. You can go on 49ers.com. There's a couple different ways that you can do that. I usually don't listen to them. I I like Papa and Dennis Brown. Not my favorite. Uh not really my favorite, and I don't. I always struggle timing things up, but they're incredible, and I I get that some people love that, and I, I support that. I I think that we have better. We are definitely on the top tier as far as announcers, but yeah, I I usually don't turn in, but uh, tune in. But I understand other people that do. That's probably the best way uh, is go on on there. Usually they have the show on there. I could be wrong, um, but yeah, if somebody else knows the best way for David. To get that, what do you guys do? Uh, it's going to have to be online if you're international, David, but I appreciate you, and we'll get there. Ernest, he says, John, are you doing a tailgate for the Bengals game? You bet your rear end we're doing a tailgate for the Bengals game. Um, if you look at the screen right now, these are all of the different games that we will be hosting parties, tailgating. We're tailgating all of them. We're hosting parties for some of them. Uh, the Bengals game is going to be huge because we are we're doing a 2 for tailgate. We're hosting one of the largest Bengals chapters on one half of our tailgate. So we're doing a double tailgate back-to-back -back on one side to be Bengals fan, on the other side to be Niners fan. One of my favorite things that we have started to incorporate is bringing in the fold because, man, we did this with Pittsburgh. We went to Pittsburgh. It just creates such a cool atmosphere. When you get all these people together having a good time and, you know, the Bengals fan base – Pretty solid fan base. It's not like the Eagles. I ain't doing that crap for the Eagles. I ain't doing that for the Cowboys. Those are some shitty-ass fan bases. Bengals legit. And uh, so, yes, we will be out there. We're going to be having – that one might be our biggest home tailgate party. 
I think we already have 120 confirmed. So that one's going to be huge. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see what that looks like, but yes, we are definitely going to be having a party there. Uh, let's see here. Coach Cruz says bills versus dolphins on the TV during the tailgate should be a great game. Yeah. We're going to have one TV on red zone. We're going to have one TV. The bills versus dolphins is the local setup there. Uh, so we're going to have that game on. That's just going to be a hell of a game. And we've got another game, another TV set up this week. We're going to have Madden and Tecmo Super Bowl game going on the Super NES. Uh, that's what we got going on. So, yeah, if you want to watch Red Zone, have your drinks and all that stuff, we're going to have it set up. You want to watch the Bills versus Dolphins game, we're having another TV set up there. So we got you covered. You just come out. We got the drinks, the food, the entertainment. You just come say what's up, win some stuff, have a good time. Um, it, it, it's it's going to be great. Um, let's see here right here train wreck what's up he says with the cards wanting to run the ball let's talk about how beautiful that 5-2 will look it just makes the hargrave deal so much better hargrave really unlocks kinlaw yeah i think you know the niners keep flirting with this they came out talking about this 5-2 look he's talking about five defensive linemen um and really it's not even it's not a true 5-2 it's a 5-1 because the player that leaves the field is Drake greenlaw so we're doing we're walking up a safety, usually Hufunga. And so yeah, it looks like a five-two, but to be fair, it's really it's a it's a five dime. It's really a five-one. So you've got your five D lineman, you got Fred Warner, you walk up Hufunga, but then you've got all the you know the the true nickel package as well. So it's a five-five, it's a five-one-five, is is what it's technically called, which I don't know what the hell that name is. Um Five man dime, <laughs> I guess, uh, you know, five, one nickel, whatever, but we'll see because the problem with the five, one, and I like it. The problem is with the mobile quarterback, that's going to be the key. And so if you want to put all your eggs in one basket and front that I'm cool with it. They came out of the first week against the Steelers first defensive possession, right out of the half. They did it. Did it a few times. They did it twice. Just finished up the film. All the film is available on the 4hoursrush.com and our Patreon channel if you want to go watch it. They did two series that I remember against just this past week against the Giants. So I think we're going to continue to see it. And it's it's an experimental trial, clinical trial stages where they're doing it in issues and situations that aren't game-dependent. What I mean by that is they, they're not doing it when it's close. They're doing it after we're up a touchdown plus, but we've been up a touchdown plus pretty much the whole season. But, yeah, they're not they're not doing it early. And so it's almost like they're waiting for the opposing team. This is a Steve Wilkes thing. They're waiting for the opposing offense to make their halftime adjustments. They come out, make their halftime adjustments, and then it's like, oh, well, crap. Now we got to go against a five-man D-line front. That's not what our adjustments were for. Then they adjust to the adjustment. Then we come back out and play base. And so it's just a change-up pitch. It's a, it's a junk ball that's just really, really hard to prepare for. And I love it. And I do hope that we do get to see some, um, you know, more of that five-man front because it's just too awesome. I do hate that Greenlaw comes off the field, but I like – adding more things that the opposing offense has to prepare for and scheme for it's on tape. So the Cardinals are going to be preparing for it, especially against a division opponent. They've seen it. They're going to see it. They got to work on that now. And that changes every single blocking rule up front. 
It changes it all. So we'll see what that looks like. Caleb, he says, hey, chap, happy to make a, uh, a live stream. Love it. I'll be going on my first home game week 11 versus the Bucks. There we go. Hope to see you there. Yeah, come out. We, we got a party for the Bucks game too. So uh, head over there to 49ers. Uh, oh, rushroadtrip.com. Look at this guy. We got the man Alex in the house. I love all of the chapters. I'm just going to be honest, okay? I love all the chapters. All the fan chapters are amazing. Joe Lenore, I consider a friend. I could not respect that man anymore. He is incredible. And some fan chapters just do it different. And I just got to say shout out to the Seattle faithful. We have partied with them in the past. I love how much they give back to the community. I, I love how it's just positive team vibes all the time. And so shout out to the Seattle faithful. He says, I owe you a call. Yeah, man, we'll talk soon. Uh, we'll, we'll get together soon, man. Really appreciate you and all that you do. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you, and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers. For a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. All right, here's what I want to talk about now. Let's talk CMC. Good old Christian McCaffrey just got named NFC Offensive Player of the Month. Rightfully so. This dude, whew, he is. I'm going to use the word. This is the John Chapman word. You know what it is. Say it with me on three. One, two, three. Special. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is special. And I love all the emails telling me, hey, man, you got to find more words. Uh, you can say other things besides special. I know I can. But I it's just I'm, I'm hardwired, man. It's what it is. Listen to these stats from Christian McCaffrey through three games, which is the first month comes to a close because we play October 1st. The, the Cardinals game is October 1st, so a new month, right? 353 rush yards, first in the NFL by over 45 yards. So he is, what's that, like 15% over the next highest rusher, which is DeAndre Swift. Um, 70 receiving yards, that's ninth for all running backs. 11 receptions, that's fifth for all running backs. Three rushing touchdowns, right? And so he's he's third there behind Moster and Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker in our division. Now, if you go through and you do all the total yards, divided by threes, had three games, multiply times seven, he is on pace for right at 2,400 scrimmage yards. The all-time record in the history of the NFL is CJ2K, Christian Johnson. Back in 2009, he had 2,509 scrimmage yards, one of the greatest seasons of all time. 2,500 scrimmage yards. That's incredible. The fact that CMC is on pace for that, after a week that he literally missed 20-plus snaps because Elijah Mitchell got in there, which I want to continue, I think it's just a testament to just how good this dude is. He is absolutely off the charts. Um, and and I, I'm excited. Um, 
And Mosquito Killer says, just watch Breezy's Madden simulation. We won. I love it. Shout out to Breezy and all that he does. That dude, man, he's not on the show. He ain't going to watch this show, and that's okay. That dude's the hardest working man I have freaking met. I think he did five live streams yesterday. Like five. That's crazy. Uh, love that dude. Positivity, everything that he does. And again, if you want to support Wayne and you live in the local community, next Saturday, right before the Cowboys game, 9 a.m. in the morning, come support this man. He has done so much for me. He's done so much for us. He's doing a shooting his music video out at Shoot Palace in San Jose at the Debo Mural, right? Come out, 9 a.m. I'm I'm coming out. We're going to have a good time. We're going to have drinks and stuff. Uh, not alcoholic, but just refreshments and whatnot. It's 9 a.m. We'll see. Uh, come out. Support them. So next Saturday, set an alarm, especially if you're local. San Jose Shoe Palace at uh, the Debo Mural. We're going to be sh- shooting his music video out there. Come support that man. He He's done so much uh, for, for everything that he has done. And so uh, little things that we can do, uh, let, let, let's get it done. What's up, Smoking Niner guy? He says, John, it's official. I graduated from Field Medical Training Battalion yesterday. Me and my Cowboys fan best friend will be in the building. That's what's up. Chapman method on buying tickets. Okay, now let me just say something. I always tell people to wait to buy tickets because they always go down. This Cowboys game, tickets are high, man. And like 450 bucks is like the cheapest you can get right now. Staying in room only is high. I do not know if my method's going to work. For the Cowboys game, I think it is the hottest ticket in the NFL this year. I don't know how it's going to go. I'm going to live true to the Chapman method and buy tickets as I walk into the stadium. I don't know if I can recommend it for that game. I don't know. But I, I wish you the best, and I'm so excited to hang out in person. Congratulations on your promotion. Congratulations on uh, and just thank you for your service to this country. Really, really do appreciate that, man. Uh, glad to hear that. Ed, he said, is there a place to bet on if Trent Williams punches the Cardinal eyeball in? I haven't seen that bet. Um, But the punch to game ratio is getting closer and closer to even as Trent Williams continues to play for the 49ers. Um, This was, oh, Oscar's got an answer to a previous question. Tune in radio. There you go. How do you listen to the call? Tune in radio. That's what Oscar recommends. Go check that out. Um, Yeah, people not liking Sanchez. I really do. I like him. Uh, DJ Super says uh, Odyssey, so you can check that out there. NFL Plus lets you listen to Papa's play-by-play. There we go. This is good. You guys helping me out. You have to have NFL Plus, correct? Yeah, NFL Plus is – it just – it collapses every 10 minutes. I got it for the Red Zone package, and it collapses every 10 minutes, so then I had to go I, – I went and had to subscribe to something else because, you know, I had it up on the TV – at our tailgates and just kept collapsing. So went through now I'm, I'm sticking with um, what's it called sling TV, which I really like what they do. Theirs doesn't crash. So it, it's what it is. It's what it is right here. Swaggy J gaming says I'm mad. I came late and couldn't find your tailgate, but it was still a fun experience. Swaggy. Let me make it up to you. If you couldn't make it now, let me show everybody the map. We are in blue lot up against the democracy way exit. We're all the way up against the fence. All you got to do is look for our flags. Here's a big, goofy picture of me. We got four of those bad boys flying. If you just walk up uh, up in a lot, like, you're going to find us. And so we're always right there where the star is. Democracy Way e- exit. What is that? The northwest kind of corner of the blue lot. Um, we're always in that same spot. 
give or take about 100 feet. Uh, we're always right there. So I apologize if that's the case. Um, let me make it up to you. We'll, we'll come out next time, and the tailgate will be on me for that one. We do not. We will only have positive experiences at any event that we throw. That's just what it is. Um, that's that's what I want. So let's talk. Let's talk about Nick Bosa. We talk CMC. Let's do the counterpart on the defensive side. Um, Nick Bosa's had a great year so far. Now, statistically, are his sacks where they should be? No, he's got one. But PFF, you know, they I think they do a good job. The four highest rated defensive edge players. Fourth, you got Micah Parsons, 91.8. Third, you got TJ Watt, 93.2. Second, you got Miles Garrett at 93.8. And just barely above that, number one in the NFL, Nicholas John Bosa with a 93.9. Now, is Bosa getting all the sacks and stats? No. If Defensive Player of the Year was an award, it'd go to TJ Watt. Probably Micah Parsons would be runner-up. But Bosa's balling out. And if you look at the run game, you look at how he's getting triple teamed, double teamed. He's got the highest double team rate in the NFL. He's been triple teamed a ridiculous amount. I counted four plays in my breakdown of the second half that he was triple teamed. It's incredible. And, you know, you talk about those four players, like just from an NFL perspective, not a Niners perspective, the four, the NFL is spoiled. That is four Hall of Fame caliber players. TJ Watts going to the Hall of Fame. Like, he's going. He's that damn good. Miles Garrett, a couple more years, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Nick Bosa, a couple years, he's going in the Hall of Fame. Micah Parsons, he's youngest by far. But I, I hate Micah Parsons. I don't like him. I think he's a terrible person. Um, I don't think he was ever on the Niners draft board ever for all this stuff. I mean, it, if I can find a bunch of dirt on you in college, I'm pretty sure the 49ers can, and the Reuben Foster rule would have went into effect. There's a reason why Micah Parsons on the Cowboys. And so far... He's been clean in the NFL, and I hope that he stays that way. But he's a hell of a player. Now, the 49ers have to play all three of them by week six. <laughs> and you got to practice against Bosa. Uh, Dave Lombardi put this out. I thought this was cool. He's like, man, we have to play against Garrett. Already played against TJ Watt. We play against Parsons next week. And you practice against Bosa every day. That's crazy. Those four... You could stack them up against any of the top four edge players in NFL history at any given era. I'm sorry. I'm taking this group. It is crazy how talented these four guys are. Um, and the fact that we get them all at the same time in the NFL, it's pretty cool. And so, yeah, yeah the fact that Bosa won defensive player of the year with these guys out there on the field, man, that's incredible. Is he going to win it this year? It's not looking like it. But, damn, they are good. They, they are really freaking good. Now, let's let's talk about this because this is on the Miles kind of Parsons train. The Arizona Cardinals played the Cowboys last week, beat the tar in, beat, beat the tar out of them. I think a big reason why they were able to have so much success was they ran right at Parsons. And as great and electric and explosive as Parsons is, he is, I don't want to say... He's not a negative in the run game, but you take away what he's best at, which is running. He's a speed dude. He's a high-end athlete, but he's not an anchor edge player. He's not that at all. Uh, check this chart out. This is from Next Gen Stats. And again, I'm going to try to audibly explain this as best I can for all the podcast listeners. This just shows where every single run was from James Conner. 
okay, in week three against the Cowboys. His four biggest runs, or four out of the five biggest runs he had all game, he had 14 carries. So it's not like he was like running. It's not like he had 30 carries, right? He had 14 carries for 98 yards. Now, his four biggest runs were right on the left side, the left edge. They were attacking wherever Micah Parsons lined up. If you look at Parsons, he played 37 of his 55 snaps on the defensive right or the offensive left, right where all four of these big giant runs were. And in fact, actually, I want to take that back. The five top plays all were right there. They aimed right at Parsons. He cut back on one of them, but it was off the edge. Now the question turns to, if the Cardinals game plan is to go out there and try to do this same thing to Bosa, they're going to be in for a rude damn awakening because Bosa in the run game, I, I've asked this question hypothetically so many times. I don't know if Bosa is a better pass rusher or run defender because he's so damn good at both. Tied for the NFL lead in tackles for loss last year. It did lead the NFL in sacks. So if you just want to go off that, then you could say that. But if the Cardinals want to come out here and try to copy paste that game plan that works so well against the Cowboys and say, hey, Michael Parsons, defensive player of the year, edge rusher, we ran right at him, completely neutralized him. Most of our biggest plays were right at his gap. Let's do the same thing to Nick Bosa. That shit ain't going to fly. It ain't going to fly at all. It, it's not happening. And so it, I, I'm just curious, you know what I mean? Like what that looks like because this D line's different. It's different. Now, the Cowboys have better edge players than we do. As far as pass rush goes, I think the Cowboys have the deepest edge rush group in the NFL. I think their one true kind of all-around defensive edge player is Tank, right? Uh, he's incredible. That, that dude's awesome. And, you know, out of Boise State, third round, he's been incredible. Tank Lawrence, I think that dude's just awesome. But the rest of their guys are all finesse. Dorrance Armstrong, uh, you know, all the guys with the the rap sheet and whatever else, Sam Williams, you know, all those guys. That's a rough room to be a part of, man. But if you look at the Niners, it's a little bit different. You know, I went through and tallied just the defense. The 49ers defense is averaging 66 snaps per game defensively. So I went through and just tallied up what the average snap share for each defender is. So this is based on 66 snaps a game. Bosa's averaging 45.6. That's most for the Niners, which is crazy because he was on a snap count week one. That's only going to go up. Armstead second, 43.6 snaps a game. Hargrave, 42.3 a game. Drake Jackson, this is where the drop goes, right? So you got those three, they're out there. They're your studs. Drake Jackson, 32.6. Farrell, 31.6. I was really shocked. Drake Jackson's gotten more snaps than Farrell. And I don't think this week that's going to be the case. I'm going to talk about that in a second. Kinlaw, 24 snaps a game. Givens, 20.3. That's a rotation, man. That's seven guys that you're just constantly boom, 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 boom. You've got three great edges. You've got four great DTs. And you're just rotating those guys. Now you can throw in some carry Hyder. You can throw in some other stuff. Like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. But, like, you're pretty stout with that group. And I like that group. Now my question that I kind of led to in a second, I do think Drake Jackson, and again, I saw this again this week, he does not hold his lane assignments in the run game ever. 
So I expect a bunch more Cleveland Farrell this week, especially on early downs, Drake Jackson late, because Farrell's much more stout. Um, now, Farrell, here's the thing. They kind of complement each other in a negative way. When Farrell rushes, he doesn't maintain his pass rushing gap integrity, which really bothers me. In the run game, he's always where he needs to be. In the pass game, he's not. Drake's the opposite. Drake's the opposite. So uh, if I was the Cardinals, I'm running towards 95 when he's out there. And I'm just that's just what I'm going to do. So really curious to see what the Niners are going to do to kind of counteract that. That that's something I really, really want to watch. Um, so so we'll kind of see there. Get to a couple questions. Yatsik, what are the chances we feed the running game against Arizona? Um, just let them eat. I, I wouldn't be upset about it. You got to stop the run first. That's just the way it goes. And, you know, shout out to Jimmy G. His best games of his career, Mexico City, and that four-touchdown game against um, the Cardinals, like back in the day, I think it was 2019, like his best games were against the Cardinals. Now this is a little bit of a dip, different defensive scheme, different defensive coaching staff. Personnel's went through a huge turnover the last two years. So it, you don't want to scout the uniforms, but there's still a lot of guys there that have been there. And for Kyle Shanahan, you got to stop the run first. That's everything he does. Right. If you ain't going to stop our run, we'll run the damn ball down your throat. And I love that Elijah Mitchell's coming off of, you know, having a decent game and getting some carries in. I like that. Anita says, John, do you think Debo plays this weekend? I do. Uh, I really, really do. Debo doesn't need all that time. The fact that after his injury, he went right back out there. Give him time. He fell on the ball. That hurts. He took some hits. You know, he shook a lot of guys, all that stuff. But I do believe Debo plays. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Um, yeah, right here. Um, John, another odd front. How do you think Brendel will look? Man, they do a little bit more 4-3 than anybody else. You know, every NFL defense is multiple now, even the 49ers. Like, we do a five-man front. That's odd, right? Four's even. Three's odd. Um, they do a little more 4-3. I got to do some more film the next two days on them. But Brendel's had two good games, one bad game. I'm hoping he returns. Now, the defensive tackles that you've gone up against these last three weeks, we talked about edge players, Cameron Hayward, Aaron freaking Donald, Dexter Lawrence. That's that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> needless to say, you're not going up against that this week. That is not what they do. And so I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. I, I do think that... The Cardinals have played well. I do believe that their head coach has put them in a situation that has been very, very beneficial. But if you look at their nose tackles or their defensive interior, you've got Kevin Strong, Lakey Futu, and Ben Steele. LJ Collier, we know who that dude is. Dante Steele's rookie who I really liked. You know who that is. None of those guys are all pro or pro bowl players. None of them. So it's a big difference from where they have been and what they've seen the past three weeks to what they're going up against now. Shot J, appreciate you, man. Uh, he recommend he reminds everybody, don't forget to like, subscribe, Patreon. Appreciate you guys. Uh, really, really like that. And so uh, always trying to you know help a brother out. I appreciate that. Um, that's awesome. Look at Thomas. He says, I wish I lived in California. I always have to do borderline shady stuff to watch the games, and I never miss a snap. I'm the same way, man. Um, it's hard. And, like, I, I'm going to 12 games this year. And I'm like, golly, do I really have to pay for freaking Sunday ticket for if I'm going to miss 
you know what, five games. I'm just like, man, I ain't got that kind of money. <laughs> I'm not that type of content creator. Good gosh. But uh, it's what it is. Flynn, John, a little off topic, but is there any way we can talk about how happy we are we didn't draft Mac Jones? That guy's the dirtiest player in the NFL. I agree with you there. Uh, cup checking players in the middle of whatever. I I don't know. I'll say this. Trey Lance didn't work out. Fair. Justin Fields didn't work out. Fair. Uh, Mac Jones, he's playing better than those other ones, but here's the issue. Mac Jones never had a high ceiling, ever. I want the risks. If I'm trading up, I want the risks. I do not want a player that has a low freaking ceiling. Not at the quarterback position. You get that later in the round, right? I think we did in the seventh round. It's better. Yeah, I do not want to root for Mac Jones. That dude is a tool. Can't stand that dude. Don't want anything to do with him. Um, Sorry. Uh, I, I just got it. Oh, look at RTP. He says, oh, I got my buddy on Tecmo Bowl and Tecmo Super Bowl games. That's what's up, man. I love it. Um, David says, I remember seeing IU block Parsons out of the play on the Mitchell touchdown and the playoff went. Yeah, he's finesse. Now he's, he's a beast, but... It, it is not the same as Nick Bosa. Let's just be honest. Auto Pump says, John, it warms my heart to hear the way you hate the Cowboys. Oh, everything within me, man. Everything within me is just pure freaking hate. I just, I just, come on, man. I, I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. Now, things I like, I like betting. And if you haven't bet with us yet, here you go, guys. Aaron Rodgers' season is officially over, but yours has just begun with my bookie. NFL College Ball, brand new cash out system that gives you the best options to win all season long. You hit the first two legs of your parlay, guess what? You can cash out early, place another bet, or let it ride for a bigger payday. Join us the entire season at mybookie.ag, or you can scan the QR code right next to me. The link is in the description of this video and or podcast, however you're watching or listening. But... Right now, MyBookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Use promo code 49ers49ERS on your first deposit of 50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly credited to your MyBookie account. That's 49ERS, that's the promo code, to claim your bonus now. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I mean anywhere. You can bet anywhere. I've lived in California for eight years. Bet anywhere. I mean it. Head over there with... My bookie. All right. What's up, Debster? Glad to have you with us. Appreciate you. Now, we just talked a little back, Jones, who I'm not a fan of. Let's talk about somebody else I'm not a fan of. Um, I'm a positive guy. I give everybody chances. But after a while, when people show you who they are, believe them. I, like, that's just when people show you who they are, believe them. Let's talk Jonathan Gannon. The new head coach for the Cardinals, um, I can't stand this this dude. I can't stand him. Every time I see him, I think Kendall Roy from uh, freaking uh, Secession or Pee Wee Herman Playhouse. That's what he looks like. That's what he acts like. Now, he's probably smart, whatever else. Don't care. This was Jonathan Gannon's introductory press conference with the Cardinals. And listen to this dude live four times in less than 20 seconds. This is the head coach of the Cardinals. Just outright liar. Uh, we were 9-0, and, and I did my presser, and they say, Coach, we want you fired. 
And I said, well, we're the no, I said, we're the number one defense in the NFL right now in every statistical category. Why do you want me fired? You don't blitz enough. I said, well, we lead the league in sacks by 30-plus sacks. So if you want to come call the defense, and you can have at it. But, uh, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's cool. They have a job to do, and, and I That dude, none of those things were true. Not one of those things. Factually, you could look every one of them up. One, the Eagles were never 9-0. They went 8-0, and then they lost the next week to the Commanders. We're never 9-0. Lie. Go back and watch the press conference he's talking about. In either week, nobody said he should be fired. That is conjectured in the mind of a madman. Nobody said that. Now, I can't tell you this from Eagles fans. Sadly, probably one of my biggest flaws. Two of my closest friends that I've ever had in my life are both Eagles fans. Both one coach football, one knows a lot about football. You guys know Chuck. Um, talk to those guys. They couldn't stand Jonathan Gannon, but nobody was calling for him to be fired. Nobody was. He says they were number one in every defensive category. Wrong. The only thing they were number one in the NFL in were sacks, and he said that they were up 30 sacks on everybody else in the NFL, which never happened at any point last season. That is 0 for 4. You freaking crazy person. I'm all for people creating hypotheticals like, okay, the, the, the chiefs win the super bowl last year. Right. And you get Travis Kelsey and you get Patrick Mahomes saying, nobody believed in us. Nobody thought we could do this. And I was like, all right. Like really Tom Brady wins the super bowl. No, you know, nobody was talking about us. Everybody thought you were the super bowl favorites to start the year. You crazy person. And so I get that you have to, create motivation for yourself and i totally understand that but this dude every time he gets in front of a mic or a camera is just terrible just not cool he's also the same guy that said you know we're gonna gut those mfers you know right before the nfc championship game and all that stuff this dude is just dog garbage he's garbage and i'm sorry i am a big this is another character flaw this is turning into a therapy session i apologize I do not believe in being kind to people that are bullies and are rude to other people. And that's exactly who Jonathan Gannon is. I believe in bullying bullies. It's, it's been, I've never gotten into a fight growing up. I got into a lot of fights, but never one fight was one that I started ever. That's just not who I am. I am very chill. I like everybody. But every fight that I did get in in high school was because somebody was beating up somebody smaller than them. I ain't doing that. I ain't allowing that. That's just not who I am. And whenever I look at Jonathan Gannon, I'm like, this dude just creates hypotheticals in his head and enemies in his head, and which are not true, and blows everything out of proportion, and it's just weird as hell, man. Um, I didn't like Cliff Kingsbury. I thought he was a terrible coach. He was a terrible coach. He is a terrible coach. How do you go 500 in the Big 12 with Patrick Mahomes? What the hell is that about? Anyway, I digress. I don't like the Cardinals. I think they're a terrible run franchise. Michael Bidwell, I think, is a terrible owner. Here's why I'll never get hired by the NFL. Probably this rant right here. Um, our DC is literally suing them. Like, I can't stand this type of dude. Now, that's just him lying nonstop. This clip is it's 10 seconds. This was the first time he showed up to the Arizona Cardinals facility and he met Rondell Moore, who's a hell of a player. Oh, man, I'm just going to play. It's 10 seconds. Enjoy. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. 
Shots, explosives, explosives. You can run. <laughs> That's a real human being. And, and so, like, it's just, oh, yeah, right here. Shot Jet says, oh, no, not this clip. Yeah. Like, okay, and so for the people that aren't watching this but are listening to this, he meets Rondell Moore for the first time, the wide receiver, and starts moving his hands around going, pew, 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 and then tries to explain the stupid actions he was doing by saying, because you can run, because you're fast. They're fireworks. Like, it's just comical. I don't think you hate the guy for that. I hate the guy for other reasons. But it's just funny, man. He's just a weirdo. And, and, and like that's what the Niners are going up against that's what they're going up against and so I, I don't know man yeah, he's just he's just a weird cat hopefully he's a great guy and maybe I'm wrong but I don't know man this is this is somebody that I would like to I, I just want to put him in his place that's who I am and if I'm on the Niners defense or offense this is not a game I take lightly. Division opponent, I get all that stuff. The stuff that happened to Brock and all that stuff in the NFC Championship game, he was the DC. You want to go answer that call? Debo's been talking about it a lot. Go answer that call. If you're the Niners defense, go put a paint on them. Never try to hurt anybody. That's not that's not what I'm going for. Big Papa says definitely looks like Pee Wee Herman, which is kind of scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's 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 what it is, and so. We'll see. Oh, I don't like Ed. He says him and Kyler belong together. Yeah, talk about Kyler Murray. That is hilarious. Um, yeah, we'll see here. So stuff to watch, stuff to pay attention to. He's kind of just a weird cat. Let's get to let's get to our poll. And I, I apologize right here. Pern says, John, you don't have an all of them option on your poll. That is true. And I can't do all of them. So the question of the poll was. Who should lead the 49ers in passing targets versus the Cardinals? CMC only got 3% of the vote, which is crazy to me. Debo got 5%. I wonder if the injury played a factor into that. Kittle got 38%. Brandon Ayuk, 54 Wow, you guys are big on Ayuk. Now, I went back, and again, I want to talk about this again tomorrow, so sorry if uh, I'm going to repeat myself here. George Kittle in his last three games versus the Cardinals, Three games, has scored five touchdowns. He hasn't scored a touchdown yet this year. But, man, I, I'm telling you right now, man, and, and Ed, I'm with you. I believe Kittle will tear that defense up. They don't cover the middle. They better, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I think Kittle's going to have a game. I really, really do. I said that last week. He had a great game. Um, I thought he was going to get a touchdown. He has not gotten in the end zone yet. It's coming. When? I don't know. We're having troubles in the end zone, in the red zone, right? Guess how you solved that, Coach? 8-5. 8-5. I think that's huge. Dave, what's up, brother? He says, we are the Cardinals' head. We've dominated them as of late. We're going to be coming off the mini-buy. Meantime, they're all confident because they beat the Cowboys. Um, yeah. Ugh. I want them at their best. Because in the back of my mind, every single... Team's goal is the same. Win your division. You win your division. Every other goal that you have set up for the year, playoffs, done. You win your division, you're in the playoffs. You win your division, you want a first-round bye. Guess what? Can't do that if you don't win your division. You want a Super Bowl? Guess what? Can't do that if you don't win your division. So right now, 
I'm hoping, like you, Dave, that the Cardinals are saying, you know what? We're it, baby. We're it. We're right where we want to be. We have done everything that we want, and we have all of our goals in front of us. All we got to do is go beat the 49ers. This is uh, me mimicking the <laughs> Dave Chappelle, <laughs> the, the what's it called? Say, come on, bring it, man. Um, the Prince remake on True Hollywood Stories with Charlie Murphy. That, that's the gif I'm doing right now. Just like, come on, baby. Um, this game is going to be fun, and I think it's going to be decided pretty damn quick. And shut them up, man. Let them know their place. Put people in their place, respectively. Put them in their place. Show them where they belong and why they do not belong with the 49ers. They're sitting there at 0-0 in the division. They got no wins, no losses. They're stepping in. They win this game. They got some bragging rights now. Put them in their place. Let them know you don't belong with us. Because they don't. They don't. Logan says, do you see the Niners doing anything before the trade deadline? I do, actually. Um, I do not believe that it's going to be a big anything. Um, I think it's going to be probably targeting some players on the back end of similar to the Charles Omenihu trade, similar to the Jordan Willis trade. Not these big, giant swing for the fence trades. I just don't think that's what it's going to be. They could, but they don't have to. Now, if you want to support the show, this is the best way right here. I am so excited to announce our new platform launch, the49ersrush.com. We've been active on Patreon for years, and we're still going to keep that community going. But the49ersrush.com has everything Patreon offers and a bunch more. You want to watch player breakdowns? Guess what? You click that. It's filtered based on players. You want to see Javon Hargrave, what he brings, some CMC tape broken down, IU, Jair Brown. We've got hundreds and hundreds of tapes. on. Now, you want football 101. You want to learn scheme. Guess what? We've got every single offensive, defensive, special team snap. Head over to the49ersrush.com, sign up, join the community, and plus we got a seven-day free trial. So. All right, couple more questions. Charlie. Why isn't Kittle being targeted more in general? I think Kittle's being targeted. Let's see here. Just his is he got targeted six targets week one, only three against the Rams, then nine. So you're averaging six targets a game. I don't mind that. It, it's kind of difficult because you can scheme to take away a tight end. You know, you go week one. They put Minka Fitzpatrick on Kittle the whole time. That's an all-pro player. You know, he had three catches, only 19 yards. But I, I don't know. Yeah. The one thing I will say for sure, when Kyle Shanahan does his scripted plays to start each half, first and second half, Kittle's getting the ball. Like, he's scheming them early. It's just he drifts away from it. Um and a lot of it is Kittle's doing so much in the run game, and he's got the highest degree of difficulty blocks. So you got to get some of the stuff out of there. Um, but, yeah, it's rough. It, it, it's rough. Um, right here, Kittle's hard in fantasy football. Never know when he's going to go off. If you have Kittle, you start him every week. 
if you don't have or if you have Kittle and you're like, man, should I start him? Should I not trade him? Trade him. If you're not going to start him, trade him. Get something in return because, yeah, you know he's going to have those. You just got to roll with them. I have Kittle in several leagues. Hopefully you guys listened to my comment before the live show Sunday morning where I said Devin A-Chain. Somebody asked me. They're like, hey, any fantasy football advice on the live show last week? And I was like, yeah, Devin A-Chain. Um, go get him while you can. And sure enough, that game was stupid. I have Devin A-Chain in every league, but he was on my bench. So like, I believed in him. Not near as much as I probably should have. Um, oh, thank you, TJ. I messed up. It was the Rick James skit, not Prince. Ah, I'm so mad at myself. Uh, that is terrible. Debster says, I think you're right, John. This game's gonna be violent. It's gonna be football, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be football. It's gonna be real freaking hard football, and I'm excited about it. Uh, 49ers rush favorite Josh. He says, John, what were your thoughts on the safety rotation last week? It was weird. Yeah, George Odom going for two plays. Then you had the rookie Jair Brown going for two plays. Then you had Hufunga going for two plays. Like, I don't know if there was a, a slight injury or something going on with Hufunga because he kept going in and out. And then on top of that, you had Tayshawn Gibson playing up. And you had Hufunga playing back a lot of times. Like, it was weird. And so part of me says they're experimenting with some things on the back end. But, yeah, they put Tayshawn Gibson on Darren Waller. Like, first play of the game, I was like, whoa. I was not expecting that. But to Gibson's credit, shut the dude down. Like, Darren Waller was nothing. You're, you're complaining about Kittle fantasy. Go check out Darren Waller. No good. <laughs> and plus led to the one turnover um, in the entire game right off his hand. So <clears throat> I don't know what the Niners are doing there. I think they're trying to figure out ways to protect themselves long term. And the fact that, hey, if an injury did happen, you don't want Odom, you don't want Jair Brown not having some snaps under their belt. And on top of that, too, you want Tayshawn Gibson and Talanoa Funga to have some fluidity in both safety roles so that you're, you're going to be fine for whatever's out there. That's my guess, but I don't know. You know, watching the, the film breakdown, I was just, what the hell is happening over here? So, yeah, we'll see there. Now, we're going to wrap up this show tomorrow. We've got two shows, or at least planning for two shows, as long as everything else goes well. Um, we're going to be doing the John and Wayne show on, uh, early at 10 a.m. Then we're going to be doing our flagship show later in the day. So that's what we got cooked up. Thank you guys for all the support. Uh, this show was fun. I like this bonus show. Episode 966 in the books. And I, I'm going to let you go with two things today. Jonathan Gannon is going to take us out with his cringe self. And remember just how shady this dude is. But until next time, love y'all and stay strong, faithful. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. 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 Shots. Explosives. Explosives. You can run.